Hey everyone and welcome back to the Empowerment Podcast with your host Alice Lilly. My name is Alice and this podcast is designed to help empower you to live your happiest, healthiest life. So episode 23, let's get into it. Today we're going to be speaking about improving your relationship with food and I've got some tips to kind of go through with you and some questions to ask you to have a little bit of a think about to help you to improve your relationship with food. But firstly, I just wanted to ask a huge favor if you are listening on Apple Podcast um, or if you can review on Spotify, if you would leave me a review, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, it would really, really help me out. And I really, really appreciate all of your shares, all of your listens. So thank you so much for that. But if you could leave me a review, I would be so super grateful. So thank you so much. So let's get into the podcast today. So improving your relationship with food, this is like one of the main areas that I work with clients um, one-to-one and in my group coaching programs on. Um, And usually when we're wanting to improve our relationship with food, it's often that we're coming from a place of we have been dieting for a long time or have been dieting um and not had much luck and then kind of you know gone back and forth with restricting and overeating or followed into disordered eating habits or just not been things haven't worked out or even they might have worked out we might have lost body fat we might have like got to our goal but then got there in a way that wasn't supportive of a healthy lifestyle which has then led us to have this poor relationship with food and I, I think it's like, well, the first tip, the first piece of advice that I'm going to give is that if you are wanting to really improve your relationship with food and you know that you are struggling with having an unhealthy relationship with food, the way that you think and view food, the way that you are living your life is really revolved around thinking so much around food and not being able to do certain things because of the way you're thinking about food and having all these food rules and, and all the things like that we need to take a step away from dieting, from making the focus about losing weight. And that might seem really scary because if that is also one of your main goals, and I completely understand that and I completely know how you feel that stepping away from that when that's what you want seems to you, it might seem counterproductive or to you, it might seem like, well, how am I, that's going to make me feel worse because that's what I want to do. I want to lose weight. But how long have you been struggling with a poor relationship with food and how long has dieting or focusing on dieting actually been contributing to that? And if you haven't realized that it has been, more often than not, it's the behaviors that have from dieting, from trying to focus on losing weight that have led to have this unhealthy mindset around food. And Working on your relationship with food doesn't mean that you can never lose weight again. Of course not. It also doesn't mean that you can't do both because I've worked with clients loads in the past where we improve their lifestyle, we improve their habits and they lose weight and their relationship with food improves as well. Like a change of approach and more supportive guidance of, you know, healthy habits, healthy lifestyle helps with improving their relationship with food, but then also then being able to see the fatless results they want. But for some people, it's actually not good to be having the focus on 
dieting. And this is also so person dependent as well. Like there is no advice that's like, this is how you improve your relationship with food. This is how you do this. Like things are so individual. And like with these kinds of things, like everybody may have kind of similar struggles, but a lot of things are individual, right? So someone might be in a position where like focusing on dieting really, really isn't a good idea, especially if you are regularly binging or overeating or feeling really out of control around food it's really important that we're actually stepping away from dieting and focusing on that and improving how uh, improving your control around food and, and feeling more comfortable in situations that have been causing and triggering overeating or um, binge eating because that needs to be a, a primary focus And once we have got into a healthier place, you can, of course, make like losing weight a more of a primary goal, but making a focus to work on those things first and foremost is is really, really important and puts you in a better position to lose weight in the future. Because often if you've just yo-yo dieted for so long or have had negative experiences with dieting, working on your mindset and working on how you're viewing and thinking about food and working on reasons why you're overeating and stuff like that like then when you've kind of overcome these things and you make an empowered decision that you do want to start focusing on losing weight if that's what you want you're more likely to see sustainable long-term results because you've been you've worked through the things that have actually been harming you from getting there whether that's through that's not your own fault like society like makes women feel like you haven't got you you need to to fit in you need to lose weight or you have this problem you need to buy this product like that's kind of how things work and then we think that I had so many women come to me and speak to me in my inbox and say that they feel like a failure or that they feel so guilty that they can't lose weight and they and they don't know how or excuse me I just need choked Um, they or they they feel like they they just can't figure out how to do it by themselves and I just want to say that if you've ever struggled with dieting you are not a bad person. It's not your fault. It's not something to be ashamed of or feel guilty from that you've struggled with your weight loss because there's so many factors that are involved. And, and this is why I do what I do. This is why I love to work with clients and help them realize these things because a lot of the time when I work with clients, they'll say to me like, oh, I just didn't realize that that was something that I was doing that was affecting me or you've helped me realize that these are the things that were actually affecting me and harming me when I thought it was things that I needed to do. And obviously this is individual to everyone, but do you see what I mean? Like the way I work with clients is I want to help empower you to come to these realizations and decisions about things on your own um, because then it, you're in a more empowered place with things but yeah so back to the first point making a focus to stop focusing on dieting or stop dieting if that really makes you feel bad then I think that it's even like even more you need to take that scary step and if you're if that really really is making you feel like what like um worried then I would definitely do some journaling or try to 
look into what your fears are around that. Often we're fearing gaining weight, putting weight back on if we've lost weight, or that if we stop dieting, that we're going to feel even more out of control around food. And it's usually quite the opposite. But it can feel really scary doing this because it's maybe something that you haven't done before. And I understand that it is scary. And I know that, but it is going to be a, a good thing. It's going to be a good focus to help you improve your relationship food, to step away from having the focus around dieting or, or, or restriction. So secondly, I would recommend that when trying to improve our relationship with food, that we are understanding what our vulnerability factors are with food. So what I mean by this is what situations do you feel like that are making you feel vulnerable around food or and, and why is that? So, for example, this could be that you're feeling vulnerable around food if you are going out for a meal or if you are going around a friends for dinner or something like that, or if you can't, um, like, guess the calories as accurately as possible um, in, like, your meal um, by not knowing, like, what the exact ingredients are or anything like that, like, identifying what factors are causing you to feel vulnerable with food or potentially feel like you are going to lose control around food and, and ask yourself and, and try to dive into a little bit more about why you feel that is or why you think that is. And some of these questions that I might ask you today or some of these things that I might mention, you might not have the answers to. And you might be like, I don't know. I, I don't know where that comes from. Like, I, I just do. And that's OK. And this podcast isn't for you to go away and listen and be like, oh, damn, fix that. Damn, that was good. Like, that's great. Like, we know that's not how things work as with anything, as with our body image, as with losing weight, as with just improving our um, mindset, like towards ourselves and self-acceptance and trying to become more compassionate. Like when you have been doing things a certain way for so long, it's almost ingrained in you to think that way. For example, when you have these kinds of food rules around food, or you have these beliefs, or you have this way of thinking around food or these behaviors, these kind of response responses in situations towards feeling out of control around food or feeling vulnerable around food or wanting to kind of shy away from things that's kind of like been ingrained for you for so long so it's not as easy as just being like I can identify it and then realize that like I can stop doing that and with anything like time practice of things understanding more about it um will help but hopefully I can just kind of spark a few conversations in your head from this podcast so understanding or just kind of identifying what your vulnerability factors are and then if you have these particular judgments around food or around someone else's food choices question why that is why do you have this judgment around food why do you have this judgment that you can't eat bread twice in one day or why do you think that that person's eating too much or what like you see what I mean like what are these judgments you have question why you have them because often when we are very judgmental about other people as well we're very we're so likely to be even more judgmental towards ourselves. and this is another thing as well like especially that can kind of be a, a common theme in, in body image when we are judgmental of other people's appearances 
we're like more like more we're even more likely to be judgmental towards our own appearance and really struggle with our own body image because it's a judgment that we have on other people as well and when we start or when we stop judging others we can stop judging ourselves and by vice versa as well but trying to notice when these judgments come up why are you having them where do you kind of think that that stems from where have you learned to kind of believe this judgment that you have around food and kind of try to question that and then kind of following with this as well is to try and break down food rules so some judgments and food rules are kind of similar but you might have had these specific rules around food for example never being able to go over your calorie goal or knowing that if you do go over the calorie goal that's it like done off off the rails like can't like keep in control with things or that could be a potential like trigger for you or vulnerability factor that if you overeat over your calories or if you eat something that wasn't in in planned into your day that that then throws you into this kind of like fuck it mentality where you just like go off because that just throws you into that like all nothing mindset so thinking about what food rules you have and like I I often say with clients that this is a really good thing to just sit and brainstorm about and sit right out and even like if you feel like you don't know all of the rules that you have around food you might think like I don't have specific rules but there might be things and ways that you eat without even realizing that you don't eat that because you've eaten that today or that you can't eat that because that is bad quotation marks do you know what I mean and often these things are things that we've picked up through previous diets through like slimming clubs and stuff like that where they have these kind of rules around food to help you not overeat on foods that might be higher in calories, but it's their way of kind of trapping you into not being fully educated around food and calories and how fat loss works so that you need to follow by their rules, which actually then makes you have this negative relationship with certain foods and feeling like you can't have them or that they're bad or that bad things are going to happen if you eat them. So trying to kind of brainstorm what kind of, um, rules that you have around food what like write that down and then question these for example the the rule about bread let's use that as an example so I have a rule and I this is something that I used to say or that I used to do that I wasn't allowed to have bread twice in one day and firstly let me just start off by saying that say for example like if you are someone who bread really doesn't agree with and you eat a lot of bread then that might not make you feel so good so that might not be advisable to be eating bread for breakfast lunch and dinner right but for me like I used to say like if I had a pit of bread for lunch, then I couldn't have like fajitas for dinner and things like that. Do you know what I mean? So whatever kind of judgment there is, or if I have toast for breakfast, like, or, or like whatever. So understanding or trying to think back to where did this belief and rule come from? Where did I pick that up from? I don't know. But exploring about where you think it might have come from, if you do. And then questioning why that's a rule. Why, why is that a rule? What is the truth behind this? 
is that it what is something bad going to happen what is the kind of logic behind it and don't feel like that you can't like ha- like have a think on this and kind of question and wonder like why why that is because then you can actually start to rationalize more about all of these thoughts that you have around food that they aren't they aren't rational that they aren't logical and that they are just previous diets have brainwashed you to think that you need to have these rules and and they're harming you so exploring these and also trying to notice if you are eating and then you have this judgment or you have this kind of like rule in place or you have a thought that comes up you can then like go back to it and like rewrite like more that you kind of begin to notice more because you might not be able to think of everything off the top of your head but then you might realize like oh like later on you're like okay I'm, I'm seeing that this is a food rule that I'm implementing without even actually realizing um okay so moving on to the next one is something I talk about a lot and that's to not give food a moral value when we're saying things like this food's good this food's bad this is naughty or I've been naughty today for having that or cheat or treat like this kind of moral value towards food is making us think negatively of certain foods and why where do we get that from it's and for a lot of people it's like our parents or our grandparents or just society like you know like these advertisements that say guilt-free like no like it's hard to escape from it really but when you can build a resilient mindset to to that then you know that all of these things are a lie and that there is no good and bad food and that all food doesn't need to have a moral value yes some foods have a more um nutrition nutritional value in comparison to others but that doesn't mean that one is good and one is bad and by saying this that doesn't mean that you're encouraging yourself to oh if donuts aren't bad then I'll eat them for breakfast lunch and dinner because you wouldn't do that and you, you wouldn't feel good from doing that but not applying the 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 value of saying that's bad is going to help you with feeling more relaxed around food because you're not making yourself feel guilty for having these foods you know like I see it like often if I like some of it's Facebook mainly because I, I would say that on Facebook I have people that I don't really like you know like your parents friends and things like that you see them make little comments or like I saw a woman who lives where I used to live and she was saying that she was doing a story of this food that she'd ordered and she's like, oh, I'm being really naughty today, having all of this. And I was like, oh, you're not. You're just allowing yourself to enjoy a pizza and enjoy some chocolate. That's not being naughty. Because when we are labeling that experience as that, we're taking away from that what that experience is. And food is not good and bad. Food is like so many things it's foods for you to have fun and enjoy yourself with family and be social and it's not just fuel it's it's yeah it's to make you feel good and to feel good within your body but to enjoy food food is for enjoyment as well so you eating foods that you enjoy that's not that's not bad and you shouldn't feel bad for enjoying those foods you know and when we have these kinds of um judgments towards food or labels towards food we can often just restrict ourselves from having them and when we do that 
if we're telling ourselves I can't have that I can't have that this is what I used to do I used to not allow myself to eat any kind of chocolate sweets crisps um anything that was out not on the meal plan and then when I come to the weekend and I had a cheat day or it's meant to be a cheat meal but then had a cheat day I would be like oh yeah I want to eat this I want to eat that or things that you just wouldn't even you would, I wouldn't have even consumed that much if I allowed myself to have that food and allowed myself to have the permission to eat those foods whenever I wanted I wouldn't need to have one day going crazy on it and some people still have the belief that that is a good idea like I was at like a barbecue maybe not even a year ago and someone said something like that and I just really had to say like no that's not good advice to give that's not okay that's not a a positive way of looking at food that's actually making your view on food really negative and that we need to just allow ourselves to eat the foods that we want eat a variety of foods remove judgment from food remove remove moral value remove food rules to allow ourselves to be free around food and I recently had a conversation with a client and she was telling me that she would have these um, like Weight Watchers bars or something like that because she wanted to have some chocolate, um, but she thought that these things were better to have. But then she ended up having like quite a few of those throughout the day. But when we're saying that I can't have chocolate because chocolate is bad and I'm trying to think that if I have these other bars that are marketed to us as healthier, that that's better for us. But in actual fact, we're just not honoring our genuine wants with food. And when we do, we're less likely to overeat on like a, a substitute of food or overeat on the food that we actually want to eat when it comes to say the weekend and we're like oh my god like I just feel so restricted from being able to eat it I'm just going to go crazy with it and that's not to say that that's your your mind saying that but that's usually what happens is that we don't allow ourselves to eat the foods that we want it comes to a day in the weekend or, or, or something like that or uh, a, a situation where we're just like fuck it fuck this fuck this shit give me it all give me it all and, and, and then you don't feel good after. And then you're like, oh my God, I can't eat chocolate because this is why what happens when I eat chocolate, I just go out of control. But, and that is like you having the vulnerability factor of chocolate or you having the judgment that you can't eat chocolate or that you're out of control around chocolate when in actual fact, usually it's that you just haven't allowed yourself to have permission to eat chocolate whenever you want. Because when you have permission to eat chocolate whenever you want, it's very unlikely that you will overeat on it because you're, when you have the permission and you know that it's there and you know that you can, can ha- have it when you want, the want, the want reduces because the want is heightened when we tell ourselves we're not allowed it. So I think I'm going to wrap the podcast up there. I know that it can be really easy to just kind of take in this information, but sometimes it can be hard to then try and implement it ourselves, which is why I do what I do with my coaching, with my group coaching programs. I do have space at the moment for two more clients for this month um, to work with me one-on-one. If you want to work on questioning more of your judgments around food and learning to break them down, I know it can be really scary. and I know it's hard, but having that support of someone who's been through it and that helps people do that for a living can just be really, really powerful for you to help you gain that freedom around food. And especially it's coming into the time where 
food is going to be a very big part of your life in December, in Christmas, there's Christmas parties, Christmas celebrations, all of these things. And for a lot of people, it can be a really, really hard time. So if you want to start working on your relationship with food so that you can go into the Christmas period and actually just enjoy yourself without the food spoiling it, then send me a DM on Instagram and we can have a chat and we can get on a call and speak about if coaching might be the right fit for you and get you started to get you feeling that and feeling fabulous before Christmas time. Thank you so much for watching guys or listening. I always say that for listening. I will speak to you all in the next one.